the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. Now, here's Sue Freeze. Thank you so much for joining the Sue Freeze Show today, and I'm just so grateful and thankful to be with you. And for some of you, it's the first time you've ever heard the Sue Freeze Show, and um, I'm hoping that I'm hoping and praying. I prayed on the way in and just asking for the Lord to guide me and to guide my thoughts, to guide my words, that they be his words, not mine, and that um, you have ears to hear. Whatever the message is that God wants you to hear, I want you to hear that. And so I don't want to be uh, in the way of that. I just want to be help to be the messenger. Um, there is a book that I read quite often, and it's by Sarah Young, and it's In His Presence. And I'm going to read from it today because uh, this is him talking to you. And I just want you to hear what he has to say. So this is the Lord talking to you. Are you ready? I am all around you, hovering over you, even as you seek my face. I am nearer than you dare believe, closer than the air you breathe. If my children could only recognize my presence, they would never feel lonely again. I know every thought before you think it every word before you speak it. My presence impinges on your innermost being. Can you see the absurdity of trying to hide anything from me? You can easily deceive other people and even yourself, but I read you like an open, large print book. Deep within themselves, most people have some awareness of my imminent presence. Many people run from me and deny my existence, because my closeness terrifies them. But my own children have nothing to fear, for I have cleansed them by my blood and clothed them in my righteousness. Be blessed by my intimate nearness. Since I live in you, let me also live through you, shining my light into the darkness. My prayer for me is to just be the light. I just want to be the light in the darkness, whatever that means. I just want to be the light in the darkness. I want people to be better because I walked in the room. Have you ever met somebody that walks in the room and you cannot wait for them to exit the room? I know. Me too. I don't want to be one of them. I make a personal choice to bring light, and I just want to be that light. I want to encourage, inspire, and that's something in me. Everyone was created for a purpose. And you need to live out yours. Well, you don't need to, but that's what God desires for you to do. Obviously, you have freedom of choice to choose what you're going to do, when you're going to do it. And that's your choice. God gave you that. And it's awesome that he did that because he wants you freely. He, don't, he doesn't want to force anything with you. He just wants, he wants you to love him freely. And he wants you to choose. It's pretty amazing, actually. 
So there's some scriptures that go with what was just read, and it's, O Lord, you have searched me and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you know it completely, O Lord. And then there's Psalm 139. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far away have been brought near through the blood of Christ. Ephesians 2.13 God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. And that's Second Corinthians 5.21. If you want to know the address, that's where it is, and that's where you could read the befores and the afters of that sentence to see how it all fits together. Now, I know some of you are listening and you don't know um, the Bible or you don't have a personal relationship with your Heavenly Father. And, you know, wherever you are, you are. You know, it is what it is. That's a new saying for this year. But if you have any desire to understand more, if you feel like there's a space in your heart that you keep trying to fill some other way and it's just not happening, it might be that that space is just there for the Lord. And it might be that he's tugging on your heart. It's up to you. You know, whatever you want to do. And, you know, I just need to be faithful. I need to be a faithful servant and do what God's created me and and put me in a position to do. And that's what I'm doing. Don't shoot the messenger. Uh, please don't. You know, I um, I have a lake house and there is a community association. And whenever you um, have anybody come in, it's gated. And so you have to call people in. And I called the, the association, and the lady gave her name. I said, what's your name? And she said, Faith. And I said, there's an acronym for that, and I can't remember what it is. So I invited her to my show, and I'm hoping she's listening, because I have the acronyms, the definitions for the word or name, Faith. Faith, fully anticipating it to happen. That's true, isn't it? That's what faith is. Forwarding all issues to heaven. That's so good. Forsaking all, I trust him. Full assurance in trusting him. Forsaking all, I take him. Full assurance in the heart. These are all acronyms. We can make up our own. Like, for instance, grace. God's riches at Christ's expense. I love that. It's just neat to uh, have this word game and the acronyms. There's another one here for faith. Faithful, available, independent, teachable, and hungry. So ask yourself, are you those things? Faithful, available, interdependent, teachable, and hungry. Faith, friends are in the heart. Fact, accepted in the heart. For anything, I trust him. Find assurance in trusting him. Forever, always, I trust him. Father, all in thy hands. Ooh, that's a good one. Father, all in thy hands. So faith, faith is realizing that it's all in his hands. You know, we can do what we can do. But faith is um, substance of things hoped for, evidence of things unseen. And I've had someone say something about the wind. You know, you can't see the wind, but you can feel the evidence of the wind. And that's talking about the Holy Spirit and how we can't see the Holy Spirit, but we know he's there. And faith is, is along those lines, too, is that you just have to have in your heart a knowing, an assurance. 
The biblical definition of real faith is found in the book of Hebrews. The scriptures plainly state that faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And that's in Hebrews 11.1. 1. So where I, I just have to ask you the question. Ask yourself the question, are you believing? Is there something you're going through right now that is requiring you to have belief in something bigger than you? Bigger than the doctors? Bigger than something? Where is that faith? And where are you putting your belief and your, and your hope? Where is that going? I have to tell you, this is the Sue Free Show, and the Sue Free is spelled like fries when we're .com. And I have to tell you that, you know, Sue Freeze's life has been, you know, I, don't judge me because, you know, until you've walked in someone else's shoes, don't judge them, right? Don't judge me, but just I want to let you know that, you know, Sue Freeze has been through a lot. But I know that there's people listening right now that have been through even more or different things than I have. And I believe that even though I didn't know God was there all the time and I didn't even really understand who God was or who I was in him, that he was always there, even though I didn't realize it at the time. Later on down the road, I realized he was there. Even in my awful circumstances that I had no control over even, things that happened to me that I wasn't in control of, but they happened to me, and I still feel he was there. And I also know that Sufri's now is not the Sufri's that was back then. And the reason that is, and this is, I'm hoping, encouraging to you because this isn't about me. It's just that I use me as an example from transparency and vulnerability. I use me. But I just know that I am better because of what I've been through. I know that I'm more sensitive. I'm more um, maybe understanding. And even sometimes I feel like I can feel in the spirit someone's feelings and, and um, sometimes I, I hurt, and I don't even know the person, but I'll meet somebody, and I just I can feel pain in them. And I can tell that they're going through something, and I know that they're going through something, but I don't know exactly what it is they're going through. But I have a Heavenly Father that I know does. And my goal is, is just to hopefully shine the light of Christ on them. And listen, this isn't easy especially when you're in a business situation. I'm a business owner, right? And it's not easy at all to come from a uh, a spiritual ministry, God-loving position, but still have to have that tough love, that tough conversation to say, you know, this isn't working. You're not measuring up. Um, Here's the expectation, and you're over here, and you need to be here. Um, Those aren't fun conversations. But don't we all in our relationships, whether it's, Father, daughter, sister, brother, uh, husband, wife, uh, any of those situations, there's sometimes we have these conversations that aren't real easy to have. But how many times have you put off these conversations, these tough conversations, you put them off, and when you finally get enough courage or you think the timing is right, you have the conversation. It doesn't always go the way you think it does. You, You want it to go. But how many times do you have these conversations and think, gosh, I would have, I wish I wish I would have, could have, I wish I could have had these conversations sooner because we could have been so much closer in some cases in our understanding of each other and drawn nearer together because not always are things what they seem. Just like faith, 
right? It's, it's just sometimes they're just not what we think. My employee boss situation, you know, I want to I wanna encourage, I want to coach, I want to teach. And sometimes the hardest part of that is the boundaries and putting my foot down. It's not comfortable for me. It's probably not comfortable for you either. But sometimes it's the best thing we could do. As a parent or a, a parent to a child, they need those boundaries, parents. They need those boundaries, and they feel more secure if they have those boundaries. If they're just running amok, they're running amok. And, and they've, they, the love comes from feeling uh, hemmed in. I have a little dog. It's four now, Toby, and he's a pain in the, my, my hide. But I, I will tell you that um, he really is insecure. He barks a lot and does things he shouldn't do. And, and then he just curls up in my lap, you know, and he'll be shaking, and he's just he's scared. But he's most calm and more comfortable when he feels security. When he feels that security, he's a better dog. And I think sometimes our children act out or they do things because they just want to feel hemmed in. And maybe us as adults, maybe we're acting out hoping someone's going to hem us in. I don't know. But I will tell you that my hemming in is is hearing his word, hearing the Lord's word, praying to him and having him you know, give me a thought that's different than what I was thinking. I was thinking that I was doing the right thing when really I wasn't maybe doing the right thing. And I hope I'm not rambling and I hope I'm making sense right now because I have a lot of notes, but I'm feeling like it's so teachy that I'm going to miss, you know, you're going to miss the message. And I don't want you to miss the message. By faith, we understand the worlds were formed by the word of God so that the things that are seen the creation were not made of things that are invisible. That's good to know. Faith is also described in the Bible as a fruit or quality imparted by God's Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is given to those who repent and who make the effort to obey the laws of God. Well, first you'd have to know what those laws are. And then to repent. What does repent mean? Repent means that you're going a certain direction. You you come to the understanding or the identification that this is wrong. This isn't going to get you what you want or it's just not the right way to go. And so you repent. And repent means you're going to turn the other way. You have to, you have to tell yourself this is not good. Uh, if you have to apologize to somebody, you apologize. And you repent. You go the other direction. And that's part of living a godly life. We will grow in faith as we exercise faith, as we trust God and actually follow his instructions. As our faithfulness of God increases, we will become more staunch, firm, determined, resolute in our belief in God. Is that what you want? It's a decision you need to make or you don't need to. It's a decision that's there for you to make. I had somebody say, um, you know, did you listen to my show? Oh, yeah. But all I heard was the last 10 minutes. And in that 10 minutes, all I heard was you telling these people what they need to do. And so I, I quickly, re, you know, thought about that. I'm thinking, wow, people are coming and going on the radio. I mean, they might not get the entire message to understand what the whole message is. They might be getting 10 minutes. And I want them to hear the 10 minutes that's going to help them and encourage them, inspire them, and maybe change something that could change their life forever. But if I have to re reboot every 10 minutes, then that's kind of tough for me because I can't see where you are. God knows where you are, and I'm hoping the message is getting out, but I can't. I'm on this microphone right here, and I'm talking into this microphone, or I have Facebook Live, and I'm, I'm somehow, you know, making eye contact once in a while with Facebook Live. Um, but as a whole, the, the whole message is, you know, are you hearing the message? 
the message, the message of faith, faith. And you know, sometimes, like right now, I don't know about you, but sometimes I just find it very difficult. Difficult because everything is appearing a certain way, and here I'm believing and I'm having faith that this is going to get, it's going to break. And things are going to get clear, and there's going to be justice, and there's going to be understanding, and everybody's going to understand the truth in the matter. And maybe not, but I'm believing for that. I'm believing for that, and I'm having faith of that. Our choice today of where to place our faith is almost endless. However, the Bible offers specific warnings about where not to place our faith. The Bible warns repeatedly about trusting in other gods beside the true God in Exodus. We are told when David numbered the fighting men of Israel, trusting in his own military strength, he sinned and did a very foolish thing. Jeremiah warned about trusting in the lying words of false teachers. Jesus cautioned about trusting in money and wealth. In terms of positive instruction, the scriptures urge us to trust in the Lord with all our heart. Not a little, not when we want to. Trust in the Lord with all our heart and lean not on our own understanding. Proverbs 3, 5, 7 is probably one of the first verses I ever memorized besides John three sixteen, because I needed to trust in the Lord with all my heart and lean not on my own understanding because my understanding was skewed. It was so skewed. I didn't really understand everything and I still don't. How about you? This is why it is important to prove and know that God really does exist. We must also learn to trust in God's Word, the Bible. I had a stepfather. He was actually my second stepfather. So I had my father. I had a stepfather who was an alcoholic. And then I got another stepfather. And this stepfather was more of a dad than my dad ever was. And some of you can relate to this. First of all, going through a divorce, having a stepfather, an alcoholic, uh, and now having another stepfather. And what I'll tell you is, is that we became separated because of my new love and understanding of the Bible and God, and he didn't want anything to do with it. So when I would bring something to him from scripture or something, he goes, if you're going to talk to me about your Bible or your God, I don't want to, I, I don't want you to do that with me. And I'm like, wow, I don't know where to go with this. I have nowhere to go with this because it's, it's in my being. It's who I am. And who I want to be. And I want you to understand this because I think we're, we could have a better relationship. And, and you could find something that I know you would really want if you could just have a moment to just talk with me about it. And he went years and years and years and just um, disillusioned my relationship with him. And he was, like I said, more of a dad than my dad was. Sorry, dad in heaven. And um, he just ostracized himself from my children, too, his grandkids. And that just saddened my heart so much. But he got really ill years and years and years and years later. He got really ill. And after just totally just wanting nothing to do with me, he decided he wanted to talk with me because he could tell he was ending, his life was ending. And he wanted to talk. And I had a big decision to make, a really big decision on do I forgive do I just forget all the pain he caused me and my kids and my grandkids? Do I forgive that? Do I move forward in this direction? Or do I just protect myself so much that I don't even take the time, make the moment to meet with him? And I chose to meet with him. 
And it wasn't easy for me at all. And I know some of you can relate to this. But I had faith in my Heavenly Father. I had faith that He had me. And I had faith that I was doing the right thing. And in that time, it was beautiful and blessed. Sad sad that we couldn't share that the whole time we had on this earth. But it was a blessed time. And I'm glad that I did it. It could have gone one of two ways, right? But I chose to go and be there with him on his dying day, his dying time. And it was um, not an easy time for me to see him in that bed and windling, dwindling away. But I was glad that I went. I swallowed my pride, and I went. And uh, it was a good thing. So you're listening to the Sue Freeze Show. Sue Freeze, spelt like fries, one word, dot com. And listen, if you need a termite or a pest control service, I want you to know that Ecola Termite Pest Control sponsors this show. And I want you to know that it's really important that if you have an issue with termite or pest or rodents in your attic, we do insulation, we do all kinds of different treatments. We have the heat process, the heat. It's clean, hot air. And um, we can do it in your attic, your sub area, in a room, multi-unit complexes. We can do a section. We don't have to tent the whole property, the whole house. It's really a wonderful, wonderful method that can be used to, to rid you of drywood termites. We do subterraneans, which are in your ground. They, have, they build tubes, mud tubes, all the way up to your attic sometimes. We have borate treatments. Borate is from the boron mine that is mined in California. And it's like table salt. It has a residual for 20 years. And so you can put it on your bare wood in your attic, the sub area, and we just spray it on. We can use an ink to make sure we get complete coverage of your wood. And it protects that wood from those doggone termites that are eating away. And they chew, 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 chew. And you've probably heard um, the cola advertisements. And I just want you to understand that we've been around since 1983. And it's really important that... um, If you have an issue, we want you to know that you can um, take care of it by giving us a call. And we go from San Diego to San Luis Obispo, and that's a large area that we cover. So if you're in any of those areas or if you have family members in any of those other areas, uh, friends, um, don't forget about Termite Lady and don't forget about E. coli termite pest control because they want to service you and i am thankful that they sponsor this show i'm thankful that um they believe in what we're doing and uh it's a really a great thing and e-cola you know it's on the alternative treatments because um it's a story about a mother and a son who the journey is uh, asthmatic son tyson and he had asthma so bad that mom, me, was trying to find a way to get rid of the problems without all the chemicals, whether it's cleaning or whatever. And so that's where E. coli is and what E. coli is all about. So we will be back with part two of the Sufri show right after this brief break. And thank you so much. Have you noticed more insects or rodents in your yard or maybe in your home? Warmer weather means it's mating season. What's your sign? Hi, this is Sue Freeze of E. coli Termite Pest Control, but you can call me the Termite Lady. And I'm Tyson Freeze, manager at E. coli. When pests start mating, they start looking for food supplies. Your pantry, your garage, and a quick infestation can cost hundreds in tainted food. You don't want pests in your house. We know how to find and eliminate them before they can settle in. 
Call us for our free Pestimate at 877-332-BUGS. New customers get $50 off any initial treatment. Pests hate that we make our service so affordable. Don't let insects and rodents move in. Call E. Cola now, 877-332-BUGS. That's 877-332-BUGS. Or online at termitelady.com. E. Cola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. E. Cola, 877-332-BUGS, termitelady.com. What would you do if your two-year-old child simply stopped breathing? The day businesswoman and author Sue Freeze discovered her son had developed life-threatening asthma, her life changed forever, sending her on a path of learning, discovery, and environmental activism. Sue's book, Learning to Breathe, chronicles her amazing life-and-death battle for her son Tyson's life, a how-to manual for parents of children with asthma. Revealing the secret causes, surprising cures, and the untold truth about harmful indoor allergens. Written with the passion of a loving mother, wisdom of a successful businesswoman, and deep spiritual devotion, Learning to Breathe is a hero's journey for the parent in all of us. If your child suffers from asthma, this must-read book could save your child's life. Learning to Breathe by author Sue Freeze, available on Amazon, or log on to SueFreeze.com. That's SueFreeze.com. SueFreeze.com. You're listening to The Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. And here again is Sue Freeze. Thank you so much, E. Cola Termite and Pest Control, for sponsoring this show. And if you're joining today for the first time, welcome, welcome, welcome to The Sue Freeze, felt like fries when we're .com show. And I'm so thankful to be with you today. Um, we're going to be talking about faith we're going to be talking about um, scriptures that kind of relate to faith and why it's important. And uh, there's top Bible verses about trusting God, and these are scriptures on trust, and they're for encouragement. You know, who out there, who needs to be encouraged, okay? Uh, well, I know I do. I need to be encouraged every day because there's just so much coming at us, and there's so much we just don't understand. For me, I mean, even in conversations, even with people that I'm dealing with, um, sometimes I think I understand what their words, I, you know, I put it together when they speak to me, but sometimes there's things between the lines. There's things being spoken that sometimes I might just not really understand where they're coming from and how their words might mean something a little different than the way I'm interpreting them. Have you ever been in a conversation like that? Sometimes that's tough. And sometimes clarification is really important. What did you mean by that? What did you mean by what you said right then? And it might seem so obvious. It might seem so obvious that this word means this. But they might have a different meaning to it. And I'm I'm really making myself take a breath, Sue. You know, like, okay, what I heard you say was this. Is that what you meant? Or is there a new meaning to this? And I think it's important that we just take that extra time because I think... Well, I don't know. Do you think it's important to really understand what that other person is saying? Well, like what they really mean. Not what they're saying, but what they really mean. And um, Daniel, a gentleman that works with me, was talking to one of my employees that I've um, kind of empowered and, and given some extra uh, responsibilities. And it's because uh, this person is worthy of that and because he's shown that he's worthy of this. And then um, there was a comment made, and, and Daniel goes, look at the actions, okay? Maybe not look at the words or listen to the words, but look at the actions that are backing up. What is more important, the words 
or the actions? I'm asking you, listener. What's more important? They're both important. Of course they are. They're both important. But if you were going to choose words or actions, which one would speak louder? The words or the action? Okay, I'm going to answer for you and say the actions. Actions speak louder than words. How many have heard a parent say that over your growing time? Actions speak louder than words. It doesn't mean words don't speak loudly. And words of affirmations are one of the five love languages, right? Words of affirmations. It's so important. But so are the actions that follow the words. If a person says one thing and does another, what do you believe? The words or the action? Right. That's what I'm getting at. Okay. So here's some scriptures for you for encouragement. Are you ready? Now, some of you might not be uh, understand scripture and understand the Bible and understand. And some of you might not be uh, with a relationship with our Heavenly Father, and that's okay. But if it's for encouragement, let's just say, okay, I want words of encouragement. Okay, let's not, let's not close off to the possibilities here. All right? So Psalm 56, 3, 4 says, When I am afraid, I put my trust in you, in God, whose word I praise. In God I trust, I shall not be afraid. What can flesh do to me? Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. Psalm thirteen five. But I have trusted in your steadfast love. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. Isaiah twenty six three four. You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you, because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever, for the Lord God is an everlasting rock. Some of you might not have experienced this. You might not understand what this is even about. But I can tell you from my personal experience that I've lived without him and I've lived with him. And I can tell you living with him is much better. Now, I'm not trying to sway you. I'm really not. I'm just giving you an experience from me and my heart and my soul to you that um, I've tried it on my own. And I just know that things are better with him. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 is one of my favorite verses. And I, I lean on this all the time. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your straight path. Your path straight is actually how I remember it. It says, make straight your paths. Uh, make your straight your path straight. I like that better. Uh, anyway, Sometimes do you feel like you're going one direction and then you feel like you're going over, you've got a fork in a road and you're, you choose this way and maybe you should have gone that way. And then you've got to, you know, traipse back and then go the other direction. You know, how about if you could just put something out there and know, know which way to go in the fork in the road? What if you could save yourself some time, some pain, you know, not always, but maybe sometimes. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. Okay, I want you to listen carefully to this one. I have this one up in my kitchen. Are you listening? For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. How many listening right now need a future and a hope? Mm-hmm. I know I do. First John four eighteen. there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. I did a word search on the word fear. 
And the acronym, I love acronyms, and the acronym for fear is false evidence appearing real. Isn't that so perfect? And I did a word search because I like to know how many times words come up in the Bible. And when I did the word search on fear, do you know how many days there are in the year? Of course you do. 365. Guess how many times fear comes up in the Bible? 365 times. So what does that say? It says we need to fear not. We need to remind ourselves to fear not. 365 times, which means one for every day. I need to hear it more than once. How about you? But at least once a day, we need to say, I fear no evil, right? Fear not, because God's in control. And I know some of you commit your way to the Lord, trust in him, and he will act. That's Psalm 37. It was on the very back of this page. So I wanted to just include that in my encouragement scriptures for the day. And that's so good. So how to trust God even in difficult times. Would you say that we're in difficult times? I would say yes. This is by uh, a Brittany Yasudasan. I hope I didn't massacre her name. Anyway, did you know that life is not predictable? There are ups and downs along the way. Many of us want to trust God when times are good. It can feel easier, but when times feel difficult, it is even more important to trust God. God's unchanging character can give us a firm foundation when things feel unsteady and uncertain. Life can be going along smoothly for a season. Your job is satisfying. Your friends and family are enjoyable. Your goals, finances, health, and outlook seem bright. Then, all of a sudden, life throws a curveball. Someone you know gets sick, you lose your job, a friend or family member betrays you, the things you felt secure in all of a sudden feel shaky and uncertain. I know. One of those could be you, right? (laughs) You're going, yep, that's me right now. It's not feeling really pretty over here. Or you're going through and everything is great. Rick Warren, he's a pastor, and he made a comment once, and I'll never forget it. He says, you know, life is like railroad tracks. We're going down the railroad tracks, and there's two tra- there's two racks, there's two rails, and on ra- one rail everything's going really great, and on the other rail things are not going so great. Now, do they happen one at a time, or are they happening simultaneously at the same time? I just got a grandbaby, my second grandbaby, a month ago, and that is what that is a high of highs, right? I'm a grandma a second time. It's a high of highs. But I also have things happening on the other side with business or with personal things. And I'm like going, not so high over here. And that's okay. I'm thankful for those highs. And I'm even thankful for my lows. Because I know God's doing a work in me, I am learning. And I am teachable. Are you? I always say, is there a lesson in this when things are happening to me? I, you know, I take it as a lesson. It's not poor, poor me. I'm not a victim. Okay. I'm not, I'm a survivor for sure. I'm not a victim and neither it's, it's up in your mind. Okay. You don't have to be a victim. Things happen. Good things happen to bad people and bad things happen to good people. It's just part of life, right? The difference is, is how we interpret it or how we believe about it and what we're going to do about it and what we have control over and what we don't and knowing the difference. It is what it is. What can we do about it? We can't change the past. We can learn from it. 
We have to live in the present and plan for the future. Are you doing that? Are you going, woe is me? Are you saying, what's a lesson? What's a lesson in that? What can I learn from that so I can move forward and be bigger and better because of that? How can I help other people through my storm? I went to church for the first time this last Sunday since COVID. I mean, I'm embarrassed to even say that, but, you know, with all of the not knowing, I just decided it's better not to. So I didn't. And I missed it so, so much. I missed it so much just being there and being with other people and singing worship songs and some I knew, some I didn't, and that's okay. And sitting there and watching the people raising their hands, getting on their knees just feeling the presence of the Lord in that house. It was so amazing. And I made a commitment a week before that, that I was going to go to church. And there was other things that I could have done. And there's other things that I could have enjoyed. But I made a commitment. I made a commitment to be at church. And I went and I'm so thankful I did. And I took so many notes. I couldn't believe it. I was writing, 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 writing notes. And they were so good. And I want to go back and read my notes. The pastor was a new pastor for the church, and I wasn't sure about that even because when I left, there was a pastor that had left, and they didn't know who was going to take the place. And this pastor was just so good talking about spiritual battles and talking about, you know, life moving forward. And, you know, we're fighting this battle, and it's not against flesh and blood. It's against the spirits, you know, this evil one. And that might sound funny for some of you. It might sound like, what is she talking about? How do you trust that God is good in these circumstances? How do you trust him when you do not understand what is happening? When you cannot see a resolution? These are valid questions, and God wants to help you navigate them. To trust is to believe the reliability, truth, ability, or strength of something. So when it comes to trusting God, that means believing in his reliability, his word, his ability, and his strength. The Bible says that God cannot lie, that he always keeps his promises, that he loves you and has good in store for you. Trusting in him means believing what he says about himself, about the world, and about you is true. Trusting God is more than a feeling. It's a choice to have faith in what he says, even when your feelings or circumstances would have you believe something different. Your feelings and circumstances matter and are very much worth paying attention to. God cares about them both. But those things alone are not reliable enough to base your life on. They can change at any moment, even in an instant. God, on the other hand, does not change. He's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, and therefore is worthy of your trust. Trusting God is not about ignoring your feelings or reality. It is not pretending that everything is okay when it isn't. Trusting God is living a life a belief in and obedience to God, even when it's difficult. You know, there was a time, and I'm just going to get vulnerable with you right now, that Sue Freeze pretended that everything was okay. And it was a really hard and isolating time for me. And every, I had everybody fooled, at least I thought so. I even tried to have me fooled that everything was good. I would get up on Sunday morning and I would look in the mirror and I'd have my makeup on be all dressed up and I'd have the kids all ready to go and I'd look in the mirror and I truly I would do this I would look in the mirror and I'd say it's showtime folks 
It's showtime, folks. I had a mask on, a mask of makeup, a mask of smile, a mask of I got it all figured out and I've got it all together. And here I am. But I didn't. And God knew. God knew that it wasn't a show. Well, he knew it was a show. But I wasn't fooling him. I definitely was not fooling him. And it took quite a bit to break me to where I realized that I needed, I needed to be real. I needed to show transparency and vulnerability in my own world. I didn't have it all together. Surprise, surprise. I didn't have it all together. And God knew it. And he was so patient and waited for me to realize it myself. And it took a lot to get there. And there was, it, it felt like an onion. You know the onion. You can picture an onion, right? And I went into a therapy where I felt like an onion. And, you know, God won't give you more than you can handle, and he gives you a window when there's temptation. You know, he'll close the door and there'll be a window. He doesn't, he doesn't give you more than you can handle. There were so many times I would look up with my hands up and say, God, you say you won't give me more than I can handle, but right now it sure feels like it's more than I can handle. And he wanted me to be in a place to receive what he had for me. He wanted me to be a place of, of being able to be taught. And I had to reach a level of pain and openness to where my heart felt like it was bleeding. And I'm describing this to you because maybe that's you right now. And maybe you need to look up. Maybe you need to call out. Maybe you need to reach up. God is a, he's a sovereign God, but he's also a gentleman. And he won't reach out and grab you. He's given you freedom of choice to choose him. And it's when you reach up, speak up, and choose him, he will meet you right where you are. You don't have to clean your act up. That's good news, right? You don't have to get cleaned up and get it together before. He's there for you right here and right now. And I'm hoping you're hearing this message because it's for you, no matter where you are, no matter what you're going through, he's here for you. And trusting, it's not easy to trust, especially when you've had people as me, as I have, that have let me down. It's not easy to trust, is it? You can trust your heavenly father. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. That's First Peter 5, 7. Keep track of all my sorrows. You have collected all my tears in your bottle. You have recorded each one in your book. When you trust, you go to God and his word when life is hard. You also act on obedience, doing what God says in his word, and trust that he will ultimately take care of the rest. In trust, you do not look for security in other things. You look to God to hold you securely in difficult circumstances. You won't do this perfectly, but God is kind and patient, and you will learn you will learn to trust him. You will learn to trust him. My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death, he said to them. Stay here and keep watch. That was Jesus. Going a little farther, he fell to the ground and prayed that, if possible, the hour might pass from him. Abba, Father, he said, everything is possible for you. Take this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. 
And that's Mark fourteen thirty four thirty six. Jesus put his faith and his trust into God also. He had to. I had to reach rock bottom in that onion. It's like God peeled back one layer at a time. He worked on me. You know, sometimes it took days. Sometimes it was minutes where these layers of onion peeled back. And he gave enough time for a little bit of healing. Scars are for healing. He gave a little bit of time for me to heal a little bit to where he could peel another layer of that onion off. To where I could really open and blossom and let the flower come out. You know, I talk about the butterfly a lot and the caterpillar. You know, the caterpillar has a job and he's for a time period. And then, and then he builds this cocoon, right? And you go into this cocoon and you're inside the cocoon. And then all of a sudden, the cocoon opens and this beautiful butterfly appears. And I kind of felt like that caterpillar that went into a cocoon. And I had to work on my inside. I had to work on me internally for a long time with the Lord's help. I couldn't have done it without him. And he brought people in to help me get through all of the stuff from my babyhood, childhood, adolescence, teenagers, all the way through to peel back that onion, to mold me in that cocoon, to open up that cocoon to where I could come out and really be reborn. And the Lord has used me on the radio with my employees he uses me because I ask him to use me, and he's, he wants to use you too. And not when you get it all together, because look it, I'm still not all together. I'm not. He uses the least of these, and that means you too. But he wants to have a relationship with you. And, you know, I mean, you have a choice on how you're going to go about this, and it's really very simple to do. You just have to ask him into your heart and your life and he will he will guide your path trust in him with all your heart and he will guide your path this is the sue freeze show sue freeze spelt like fries one word dot com and i'm really thankful that you got to join in on this show today and there's a whole lot more and i've got bullet points and all this stuff to go through um, I don't want to run out of time in the middle of the show, and I don't know if I have enough time um, to go into to any more. So listen, um, I just want you to know that I've been on the air for 10 years, and I just find that amazing. And I've been in the pest control termite industry for 41 years right now, and that I find amazing too. And I just want you to know that... Um, Ecola is hiring, and we're looking for the best of the best. And if you know somebody that is wanting a career, and they're not sure what they want to do with their lives, a career in our industry is kind of recession-proof in a way. Um, we have been essential. We've been working through everything that's going on. We have to wear safety equipment all the time anyway. So it's not news. It's not new for us. Atticolette Termite Pest Control, and we service from San Diego to San Luis Obispo, and we want to have the opportunity to um, serve you. So um, the little story about this show and how this came about is um, I, I did the advertising and marketing for Ecola, and I had advertising marketing on radio stations, and I wanted to cover and, and just get the word out. 
that E. coli was there to serve, and we want to serve and, and help, and we have alternative treatments, which is great. And after, uh, I don't know, I think it was 10 years of being on the air. No. Yeah, 10 years being on the air. Um, I got asked by a general manager for lunch and said, I think you need to have a radio show. And I'm like, are you kidding? I'm working 16-hour days right now. And what would I call it? And what do I talk about? Now, this was 10 years, over 10 years ago. And it's just amazing how this is happening. It's syndicated. It's going to all different kinds of stations now. And it's just so exciting uh, to be able to share my heart with you. It's so exciting to share uh, Ecola with you. And I just want you to know that we are here. And if you want to reach out to me, Sue Free, spelt like fries, one word, dot com, go there and tell me what you need. I'm resourceful. And if you need prayer, if you need something, I don't know if I have the answer, but I can do my best to try to find it. So please contact, connect with me, please. Hey, if you missed the Sue Free show, you can hear it by going to Facebook and you'd go to Sue Freeze Show. Sue Freeze, spelled like fries, show. And you can watch it at your leisure. You can watch it online. You can uh, share it with other people. And I hope you do. Thanks so much. Bye for now. It's a time of the year when bugs multiply like crazy and start looking for a home, your home. Ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, and a lot of other creepy crawly critters, even rats and other varmints. It's time to call E. coli Termite and Pest Control Services. They offer complete ecological pest control of rodents and insects. Ecola has one-time services, ongoing monthly services, their most popular and economical every-other-month service, and even quarterly service for occasional pest problems. Ecola keeps rats and mice out and eliminates insects in their nests. It's the most effective way, and their termite control is legendary. So call Ecola today for a free estimate of complete pest control at 877-332-BUGS. No more creepy-crawly critters like ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, rats, and other pests. Call them at 877-332-BUGS. 877-332-BUGS. E.C.O.L.A. Powerful pest control services as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about their two-year warranty. Call 877-332-BUGS. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.